Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. This week, Evredon Libin! He's here! Hello, Martin! Martin! Hi, Skip! Hello, what's going on? Why are, you, why are you all looking at me like that? A letter came for you, Skip. A letter? With a Swiss stamp. Oh, God. Oh, God. We're hoping Heidi's finally replied to your fan mail. <laughs> uh, OK, OK, OK. Uh, head of personnel, Swiss Airways, Evredon Lebar. Dear Mr. Kroof. Good start. <laughs> thank you for attending our simulated check and technical exam. Your results are very interesting. And we would <laughs> like to invite you to an interview to our headquarters in Yverdun on the 21st of March. I've got an interview. I've got an interview. Oh, God, I got an interview! You'll be brilliant. I won't. I'm terrible at interviews. Oh, bad news from the wall chart. We're taking some of Mr. Al Yakin's yacht fanciers yacht shopping that day. Well, you can do that by yourself, can't you? Certainly I can, but I thought Mr. Al Yakin insisted on the full complement of pilots, if you can call two a compliment. Oh, I'm sure it'll all be fine. All right, then, let's see. Well, Martin, if you relieve me of the pleasure of the dawn flight to Doncaster, I'm down for on the 19th, I'll be in hours to do the Antibes solo. Oh, thanks, Douglas. Although, actually, you'd be in hours even if I didn't do Yes, the but then what would I get out of it? <laughs> Passengers for flight SA23 to Yverdon. We should be ready to board you within ten minutes. Right, 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 right. right. Anyone got any more practice questions? What's been your best crash? Anyone apart from Arthur? Oh, here's an old one. You're on a stopover in Bangkok, and your captain meets you in the hotel bar wearing a red cocktail dress. What do you say? Oh, right. Uh, well, um, it's not on company time or property, um, so in the spirit of respecting his life choices... I... No, no, you tell her how well it goes with her earrings. <laughs> That's not fair. The question presupposes... Don't the... scare the boy Douglas. They don't really go in for trick ones these days, Martin. It'll just be things like, what would you say is your worst quality? Oh, oh, yes, I've got a great one for this. I saw it on a website. My worst quality, I'm afraid, is that I am sometimes a bit too much of a perfectionist. Oh. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't say that. Well, well, why not? Don't you see? It's really clever because it sounds like I'm criticising myself. But, but, but actually, being a perfectionist is a good thing for a pilot to be. So... Yes, I understand the fiendish cunning of it, Martin. I just fear it may have lost the first fine flush of youth. <sighs> you should say something that shows you're genuinely aware of your weak points as a pilot. Ooh. Yes, thank you, Douglas. <laughs> I'm not looking for contributions from the floor. Oh, I know. Make it something um, you can't help, but will make them feel sorry for you. Like, um, your worst quality is, uh, you're blind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, flight SA-23 is now ready for boarding. Ooh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Good okay, luck, okay. Martin, and remember, be calm, mm -hmm. take your time. Yes. Be assertive. But relax. Yes, yes. Good luck, Skip. Just be yourself. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Be a version of yourself. Quite a different version from usual. Oh, all right, thank you. Good luck, Skip. I hope you get the job. But I also hope you stay with us. So overall, I hope, uh, I don't know what I hope. Tell you what, Arthur, give it another crack and try stopping after good luck. <laughs> good luck. Oh, yeah, that is better. <laughs> good morning, Arthur. Now then, are the self-loading freight all aboard? 
The what? The passengers. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 they're all on. Very well, then ho for Sunny on tea. Oh. Uh, one moment, Douglas. I'm going to come with you. Good. The more the merrier. And so is Huck. Up to a point. <laughs> Always nice to see you too, Douglas. I don't know where we're going to put him, though. Sixteen passengers, no spare seats. Yes, well, there is one. What? No! Oh, oh, no. Absolutely not. I'm sorry, Douglas, but you were quite right. Mr Alyakin insists on two pilots. But he's not even type-rated on Gertie. I know he doesn't need to be. He's not going to do any actual flying. Oh, I see. So I'm going to do all the work, and he's just going to sit in the first officer's seat looking ornamental. Almost right. Oh, no, 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 no! I'm sorry, Douglas, but I am a captain. You're not my captain. No, but your captain will be busy trying to persuade my new firm to let him be my first officer. So I suppose in a way that makes me your captain's captain. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Besides, I only have a captain's uniform. I am prepared to swap uniforms. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure mine would fit you. Yes, it would. Do you think? Yes, it would be fine. The sleeves would be fine. Enough. Everyone will wear their own clothes and sit in their own seats. Good God, I work in a kindergarten. Uh, Mum? Yes, Arthur? Just checking. Who am I going to be? You're going to be you. Oh, good. That's the one I know. Come in. Good morning. My name is Elise Doroche. You must be Mr. Kroof. Uh, Creef, actually. Oh, my apologies, Mr. Creef. Uh, well, Captain, actually. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean call me Captain. I, I just thought it would be useful for you to know that I am one. <laughs> I see. Well, a pleasure to meet you, Captain Creef. And you, Mrs. <laughs> well, since we are being exact, I am also a captain. That doesn't surprise me. I'm sorry? I mean, I'm not surprised you're a woman. I know, no reason. I wouldn't be, and I'm not. That's my point. What is your point? That if you wore a red dress in a hotel, I wouldn't assume you were a man. <laughs> shall I, um, shall I, shall I just go? Fortunately for you, we record all our interviews, and it is company policy that the interview does not begin until the recording starts. Oh, thank God. So, good morning, Captain Creef. Oh, please, call me Martin. <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Douglas Richardson, and I am your pilot. It's my pleasure to welcome you to my aircraft. <laughs> to introduce you to my crew. In the cabin, you'll be looked after by Carolyn and Arthur, two colleagues for whom I have the utmost respect. Also joining me today is Herc Shipwright. Which he assures me is a perfectly normal name. Will be helping me out with maps and so on if the need arises. If I can just add my voice to the first officer's fulsome welcome, my name, and I don't pretend for a moment it's a normal one, but there you go, is Captain Hercules Shipwright. And I fear it momentarily slipped the first officer's mind to mention that we're going to Antibes at the height of 30,000 feet and a speed of 400 knots. Unless I decide to go higher, <laughs> lower, faster or slower than that. In which case, that is exactly what we'll do. 
On behalf of the cabin crew, I'd like to add my voice to the torrential downpour of announcements <laughs> from the flight deck and to assure passengers who might be planning on reading, sleeping, or hearing themselves think that they are now entirely at an end. <laughs> so, how good a pilot would you say you are on a scale from one to ten? For instance, I would say I am a six. Right, okay. Uh, Well, I'm confident, but I'm not overconfident. So, um, five? Five? No, no, too low, obviously. But, you know, I don't want to say I'm a better pilot than you, because because I'm not, I shouldn't think. You might be? I might be, uh, well, eight. Eight's eight's too high, is it? Nine and ten are definitely out, as I say. I'm not overconfident. You don't sound it. No, I'm I'm not. So, uh, seven? No, not seven. Everyone says seven. (laughs) Six. Can't say six. You said six. Maybe it is eight. Can I check? What's one on the scale? A bad pilot or someone who can't fly at all? You decide. All right. Uh, well, if, if, if one is the worst pilot who's legal, then I'm a five. But a really good five. Nearly a six. 5.9. Well, 5.8. No, 5.9. Say 5.85. Yes. Thank you. No one's ever answered to two decimal places. <laughs> Cheese tray, Douglas? Thank you, Arthur. I believe I will take the Roquefort and the Emmental, ooh, and the Brie. Do help yourself to the others, Herc. Really? Either of them? Be my guest, because you are. <laughs> well, thank you. But actually, I'm a vegetarian. Well, fine. Feel free to nibble wanly on a cracker. <laughs> I think not. And fruit tray for her. Thank you, Arthur. Fruit tray? Yeah, Hurt's vegetarian, you see, Douglas, so he has a fruit tray. I want a fruit tray. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I only ordered one for Herc. Uh, you're welcome to an apple, Douglas, if you have room after all that cheese. Keep your apple. <laughs> oh, I'll have it. You can have something more interesting if you like, Arthur. There's, uh, there's guava, mango, dragon fruit. Wow, dragon fruit. <laughs> Help yourself. Thanks, Herc. So, what do you think? Yeah, it's quite nice. Mm. It's not really what I was expecting. I, I thought it'd be a bit more, um, I don't know. Dragony? Yeah, yeah, maybe. It's all right, though. <laughs> I quite like what it does to your lips. Your, your lips? Yeah, you know, the way it makes them glow all sort of tangly and funny. That is quite draggly, I suppose. Uh, Arthur, are you... It's a bit like that thing you get when you eat strawberries, which is good because no one let me eat strawberries anymore. Oh, no. All right, all right Arthur, keep calm and, and breathe regularly. No, I am calm. <laughs> Shouldn't I be calm? Carolyn, strawberry drill in the flight deck. Douglas, this is serious. He needs urgent medical attention. All right, Buzz Lightyear, keep your helmet on. We do this about twice a year. All he needs... Arthur, come here. No, no, I'm fine. Good. Now, stay still. I don't need it. It's fine. It's done. Oh! Good boy. Now, what is it you didn't know had strawberries in it this time? Because if it's strawberry mousse again, I swear I... I haven't had a strawberry. It was a dragon food. A what? A dragon food. What? Fruit. 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 A dragon food. Grapefruit. Dragon food. Kiwi fruit. Dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. Yes. This is actually quite a good game, isn't it? 
So you have a command already at uh, MJNR. That's right. But you're prepared to accept the drop in salary? Because you are aware that our starting salary for first officers is only uh, in in sterling £22,000. Well, I I will make that sacrifice. Hi, hi, Elise, do you mind if I... Oh, my God. Of course. Hi, hi, good to meet you. I'm Oscar Bieder. I know. I'm the CEO. I know. Call me Oscar. I'll try. (laughs) So, guys, ignore me. I'm just sitting in. You won't know I'm here. Right. Though I say that, I'm a pretty chatty guy, so maybe you will. Can, can, can I just ask, did, did you always sit on, on all the interviews? No. Right, just, just some of them? No, I never do. <laughs> all right, shall we return to the interview? Sure, sure. Does anyone want muffins? I can get some muffins. And... <laughs> no? Okay, carry on. All right, elephant man, how are you feeling? Oh, much better. The only thing is my licks are still a dick now. Yeah, all right. I suppose I'll have to feed the animals myself. Oh, no, no, I don't need it. I'm fine, honestly. Offer me dinner. Good evening, sir. Would you like the tazzy telly? Uh, <laughs> or the boobooginium? <laughs> I can't say the bee. Boobooginium. Oh, all right, it'll do. Go on, off you go. Thank you. Good evening, sir. Would you care for the cherry jelly? I don't eat pasta. No, oh, dear. Well, isn't there an alternative? Yes. Well, what is it? The tagliatelli is very nice. I don't want the tagliatelli. What is the alternative? Who's bourguignon? What? Oh, you know, booze. Like, like beef. Like from a cow. Bourguignon. Like, I don't know what that means. But no, this. Oh, stew. Oh, well, that's what I said it was, but none says we have to call it bourguignon. So, let's talk about your results so far. Uh, yes. Well, firstly, you'll be pleased to know your references from your current airline are excellent. Oh, are they? Indeed. Positively glowing report from your CEO and another from your chief pilot. Oh, well, that's very... From who? Your chief pilot. <laughs> Mr. Richardson. He is most complimentary. Myself apart, there is no one at MJN whose abilities as a pilot I rate higher. How kind. And we also request your CEO to select at random a member of the cabin crew to fill out a questionnaire, (laughs) rating you on various attributes from poor to very good. In your case, the respondent drew in and ticked an additional box at the end of each line labeled Brilliant. Gosh, I wonder who that was. You sounded great. (laughs) So, we invited you to take a sim check and a technical exam. Yes. Yes. Your results are rather curious reading. In your simulator exam, you were rated adequate. Oh, good. No, adequate. (laughs) But in your technical knowledge exam, you got 99%. Oh, good. That is good, isn't it? Yes. Kind of amazing, actually, because the test is designed to return scores of between 40 and 60%. No one's ever got more than 84%. Really? 99%. (laughs) So I've got a question wrong. Yes. Which one? Uh, what 
increase in landing distance is required for a flap 30 landing with auto spoilers in operation. 730 feet. That's the right answer. Yes, you put 130. I don't think I did. <laughs> you, you did. Look. Oh, that's a seven. Oh, well, then you got a hundred. <laughs> so look, Martin, just between ourselves, what we'd kind of like to know is, how did you cheat? What? I didn't cheat? Nobody ever gets a hundred percent, Mr. Creef. It's been driving us crazy. We've all looked at the footage. We just can't see where you're getting the answers. From my head. I took the paper myself as an experiment. I got 78%. Yeah, but you said you were only six out of ten. <laughs> There are questions that are designed to be unanswerable without consulting the manual. They're there for us to see how candidates cope under stress. But I learned the manual. You <laughs> learned it? Yes. That's impossible. It's, it's 600 pages long. I know. It took me ages. <laughs> but some of the questions weren't even about our aircraft. No, but those ones were easy. They were just general knowledge. <laughs> we asked you which aircraft type KLM added in the winter of 1948. Exactly, the Convair 240. Any 12-year-old could tell you that. <laughs> okay, well, looks like we owe you an apology. Thanks for coming and well done. You broke the record. Thank you. So, you're free to go. But, but, but what about the rest of the interview? Oh. Yes, of course. Uh, carry on the interview, Elise. I've, I've got to go, Martin, but great to meet you. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to stay. Yeah, wish I could, but Elise will look after you. I think you should stay. Okay. The thing is, I like to keep things sort of casual, but I am the CEO of a kind of pretty huge company. I get a bit busy. Yes, I know, but I think you put aside more time than this to deal with the cheating thing. And since you asked me to give up a day to come to Switzerland to interview for a job you had no intention of giving me, I would like you to give me ten minutes to try to change your mind. Ute, can we get some muffins up here? Hello, thanks. Hello, Arthur. Cheese and coffees. Key for you, Douglas, and coffee for you, Skip. Thank you. Wait a minute. Coffee for who? Hmm? What did you call him? Who? Skip. Skip. He's not Skip. Martin is Skip. Well, yeah, but it's just short for Skipper, isn't it? Yes, and he's not the Skipper. I'm the Skipper, so don't call him Skip. But I thought Skipper just meant Captain. No. Skipper means person in charge of the vessel, and as I am the only one on board who is trained or qualified to fly her, I think you'll find that I am the supreme commander of... <laughs> You're right, commander. What have I become? Let's talk about your experiences as a pilot. Mm -hmm. Can you think of a time when you were in conflict with someone professionally? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> really? I mean, like hundreds. Wow, you're a bit fighty, huh? Wouldn't have guessed it. No, I mean, uh, you know, professional disagreements, which are then discussed and resolved professionally. Okay, show me. Suppose you're all ready to take off. Suddenly you realize, oh, no, you've left your license at home. What do you do? Oh, that's easy. Yes? That wouldn't happen. <laughs> okay, but if it did. But it wouldn't. Now, my license is in a special inside pocket of my flight bag. I never take it out except at customs, and I check it's there on leaving my home, on getting into my car, on leaving my car, on entering the terminal, on leaving the terminal, and on entering the aircraft. 
Why do you do that if you never take it out? So that I can never leave it at home. Okay, but say this time somehow you have. <laughs> How? Somehow. For the sake of argument. Uh, all right. Um, what would you do? Well, I would immediately inform the captain what had happened, apologize profusely, explain how literally impossible it is that this has happened. But that it has happened. But that, for the sake of argument, it has happened, and then I would go home and get it. Okay, great. So Elise is your captain. Tell her. Okay. Um, <clears throat> captain <laughs> Elise. <clears throat> I'm very sorry, but I have, for the sake of argument, left my license at home. You fool! Never mind, we'll go without it. Obviously we can't do that, Captain, because it would be illegal. Nonsense, the flight is within Europe, your airline ID will do. Yes, but I'm afraid I left that behind as well. No, you didn't, or you wouldn't have been allowed to board the plane. Well, I must have done, because I keep my ID card in the same pocket. <laughs> but for the sake of argument, you didn't. Fine. Very strange argument. <laughs> Still, I don't have a license, and it's illegal to fly without a license. Uh, technically, but it's not as if anyone ever checks. No, but it is illegal. But this airport closes at dusk. Then we'll have to go tomorrow. But there are 200 people We'll have to board. find them hotels. It's Christmas Day. Merry Christmas! <laughs> you are proposing to cost the company thousands and thousands of euros for a technicality which has no effect on air safety? Well, this is exactly why I'd never leave my license at home! And it was as if I was seeing the whole world through Martin's eyes. That sounds unnerving. It was absolutely terrifying. I don't know how he does it. Do you think he'll get the job? I hope so. You hope so? Well, I suppose I feel the way any rat on a sinking ship would feel if he saw one of the other rats leaping into a passing speedboat. <laughs> Pleased for my fellow rat. But a little jealous of his speedboat. Yes. Whose speedboat? Martin's, I, I was saying. No, well, actually, I don't care. But talking of Martin, where is it he's having this interview? Yves dans les bains. Near Geneva. Yes, now that's sort of on the way back for us, isn't it? Yes, it sort of is. I mean, it's a very much going the pretty way. Yes, well, it's only money. Shall we pop in and pick him up? And finally, what would you say is your greatest weakness as a pilot? I'm afraid I'm too much of a perfectionist. Oh. I try too hard to do every aspect of my job really well. That's your greatest weakness? Yes. I see. Thank you for I mean, coming. I worry too much. I'm sorry? That's what I meant to say. I, I, I worry too much. A bit. I don't worry too much too much. I just worry too much about the right amount, which is almost not at all. What I'm saying is I don't get panicky. I do realise, by the way, that this, this may now sound a, a bit panicky, especially now I've used the word panicky. But look, 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 the thing is, although sometimes I can appear a little agitated on the surface, deep down I'm actually really calm. I'm like a duck. <laughs> You are like a duck. Yeah, you know, I'm paddling like hell on top, but I'm very calm underneath. Oh, no, oh, no, I mean, uh, I, I'm like a capsized duck. Thank you. Can I have another go? I don't think so. You want to hear one you've never heard before? I'll tell you one that I guarantee you have never heard before. Quickly, then. My biggest weakness as a pilot is that I'm not very good at flying aeroplanes. Well, you're right about us not having heard it before. I mean, I'm good enough. Like the Sim said, I'm adequate. 
adequate to the task, but I, I don't do it easily. It's not second nature to me. On your scale of one to ten, if one is the bare minimum of competence, I'm about a four. And I used to be a one. No, I, <laughs> I used to be a zero. And then I took my CPL again, and then again, and then I was a one, and then a two, and then a three, and now a four. And I'm not finished yet. And that's why you should employ me. That's why you'd be lucky to employ me. Because if you're not naturally good, if you can't rely on just knowing how to do it like Doug, like some people can, then you have to, well, you have to be a perfectionist, actually. And I am one. And that's why even when you've turned me down, I'm going to keep on applying. Because flying is the perfect job. And I won't settle for a life where I don't get to do it. Well, Thank you for seeing us, Mr. Grief. We'll let you know as soon as we can. Oh, can't we just tell him now? We can, but it seems a little cruel. You can start in June. What? What? <laughs> just because he made a nice speech? No, I kind of tuned out for that. <laughs> but come on, he's a captain at 36. He's got our first perfect exam score ever. But he did a terrible interview. Sure, but he got me to stay in the room. And he wouldn't fly without a license. You see, Martin, I really hate the stereotype we Swiss have as really precise and rule-following. I'm more of a kind of crazy guy, you know? <laughs> but my pilots, I like pilots who do things by the book. And you've actually memorized the book. <laughs> Plus, the more pressure Elise put on you to break the rules, the more confident you got. How do you do that? Well, I've had a lot of training. <laughs> Skip, Skip, over here. Arthur? What are you doing We've here? We've come to pick you up. The others are just coming. They didn't want to run. How did it go? Well, it, are you all right? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I had a, I had a dragon fruit and I still can't stick trottily. Uh, everything sounds like I'm really posh. <laughs> and, and it is a bit drunk. What? It doesn't matter. How about you? How did it go? I got it. Oh! They offered me the job right there and then. I, I could start in three months. Wow, Skip. That's absolutely you know, just what you wanted. Just, just what I wanted, yes. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. But it's, it's not brilliant for anyone else, is it? Oh, don't say that, Skip. The Swiss guys will get used to you. <laughs> yes, thank you, Arthur. I didn't mean them. I meant you. MJN. Oh, we'll be all right. We'll find stuff to do. I was thinking I could be a hotel guy. You know, the ones with those huge bird cages for suitcases? I love those things. <laughs> well, I, 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 I could just turn it down and... What do I need £22,000 a year for? Well, loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Arthur, I know. Well, look, to be honest with you, Skip, I, I wouldn't worry about it. Once Mum hears you've got an offer, you, you won't really have a choice. She'll make sure you go. Yes, but I, 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 I might have been joking. <laughs> a what? I, I might have been joking about, about getting an offer. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Were you joking? I don't know. Ah, they're in here. Uh, hi, Carolyn Douglas. Well? Hi, Herc. Never mind that. How did it go? <laughs> I, I, I was just telling Arthur about it. Yeah, but I didn't completely understand. Well, then, tell us, did you get in? They're going to let me know. 
That was Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore. It starred Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Alamus, Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. It also starred Anthony Head as Herc, Nicholas Wooderson as Herr Bieder, and Kate Duchesne as Madame Durange. The producer was David Tyler, and the program was a positive production for the BBC. Yeah.